You're listening to Blood on the Tracks on TMB DOS Radio, a monthly, hour-long exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of They Must Be Destroyed on Sites, Blood on the Tracks. This is a small mini-podcast dedicated to soundtracks and scores for film. I'm your host, Lee Russell. Excited to do this. This is something I've wanted to do for a while now, and I've finally just gotten around to finding the time to do it. So, what are we doing this very first episode? We're going to be looking at selected pieces of music from films from the 1970s. And exclusively, we're going to be looking at sort of thrillers and crime films this time out. Maybe more to come in future episodes covering these genres. There's only so much I can fill in one hour. So we're going to start off with something from a German composer, Karl Orff, who was best known for his Carmina Burana from 1937. The piece of music we're going to be looking at, though, is his Gassenhauer which is from his Orff Schulwerk, or Orff Approach, which is his rudimentary form of teaching music, something that he was a big proponent of, trying to make music very easy to teach to people in very basic ways, so anyone can pick it up without having to formally read music, I guess. Karl Orff has a very uh, interesting <laughs> sort of life. There's been some debate of whether he was a sort of a collaborator with the Nazi party during the 30s, uh, at the very least, he wasn't a resistance fighter, so there is some controversy in his life. But he did make a great piece of music here in Gassenhauer, and it was featured, uh, at least a version of it was featured, in Badlands from 1973, starring Martin Sheen and uh, Sissy Spacek, uh, which is an excellent little crime film. Uh, was the inspiration for True Romance from Tony Scott in the 1990s, and Quentin Tarantino basically wrote the screenplay for that and just stole the idea from Badlands, essentially. And there's even a Hans Zimmer version of Gassenhauer. I think it's titled You're So Cool, or something along those lines. Maybe it's just main title. I'm not quite sure. But, uh, yeah, there's a version of that that shows up in True Romance. And it's a really nice little piece of music, very calming. And we're going to throw to that right now. Thank you. 
Okay, we're back, and what you just heard was the main theme from the 1975 neo-noir film Night Moves, starring Gene Hackman, that we have reviewed on the main They Must Be Destroyed on Sight podcast, by the way. And before that, you heard a suite of selections from Marathon Man from 1976, and these were both done by Michael Small, who was a very, very prolific uh, composer of soundtracks, especially in the 1970s. On the Marathon Man suite, you've got the alternate version of the main title, Resemble Diamonds, Fountain Appointment, that's all one track, Market Continuation, End Credits, and Fountain Appointment alternate. The Night Moves one doesn't sound very well. Uh, that's because that soundtrack really doesn't exist. This was, I think, directly ripped from the film and just put on YouTube. That was the source I found for it. I couldn't find any other source for the soundtrack. So, you know, you have to live with the shitty sound quality there. And before that, you heard Carl Orff's Gossenhauer from the movie Badlands from 1973. Okay, now we're going to move on to Lalo Schifrin, who is still active today and another very prolific composer for films. Uh, He's an arranger, a conductor, and a composer, and a pianist from uh, Argentina. He's done all kinds of stuff from great stuff in the 1960s, like The Cincinnati Kid, Cool Hand Luke, and The Theme for Mission Impossible, and Bullet. 
And then he did a bunch of great stuff in the 70s as well. THX 1138, Enter the Dragon, The Eagle Has Landed. And like I said, he's still doing stuff today. We're going to look at his main theme for Dirty Harry from 1971. Of course, the famous Clint Eastwood film.
All right, we're back, and you just heard two pieces of music that are kind of eerie in tone, a bit more horror movie in their bent, but uh, we're still sticking with crime and thrillers here, so we had a piece from The French Connection from 1971, it's the end titles, and it was done by Don Ellis, who didn't do a lot of soundtracks, Uh, in fact, I believe he died sometime in the late 70s. So he didn't get a lot of soundtracks done, but he did do work on The 7-Ups, The French Connection, The French Connection 2, and even did something a little bit off the wall with Kansas City Bomber, which was a Raquel Welsh roller derby film. Before that, we had a piece from Three Days of the Condor from 1975 called Yellow Panic by Dave Grusin, who is an American arranger, producer, composer. He went on to form JRP Records. But he did uh, a lot of soundtrack work. He did The Friends of Eddie Coyle, The Yakuza, and he even did stuff in the 80s like Tootsie and The Goonies. Before that, we had a piece by Mikis Theodorakis. Probably totally butchering that name. Uh, He's a Greek musician. He did uh, stuff like Zorba the Greek. The piece you heard, though, is from Serpico, from 1973. Theodorakis is also a very well-known left-leaning politician in Greece. So there you go. Fairly prominent uh, politician, as well as musician. And before that, you heard from Lalo Schifrin and his main theme from Dirty Harry. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and plug some podcasts that I love. And on the flip side of that, we'll come into the end part of the show with a lot more music. So there's a lot more to come. See you in a few minutes. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Now to pause and refresh. For your convenience, we have an attractive refreshment stand in the lobby with buttered popcorn, golden good and hot from the popper, your favorite candies, wholesome and rich with a flavor treat for every taste, ice cream and other good things to eat, plus delicious Coca-Cola. So bright and bracing with the tang and tingle unched by any other beverage. Enjoy ice-cold Coca-Cola at our refreshment stand right now. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything Dude, that kept Little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How be did a rough you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Hello and welcome to Hello, This is the Doom Show. I'm Richard. And I hate the burning. Shh, who are you? Speak. <laughs> and I'm Brad. She came in and said, bark, bark, bark. And he said, bark, bark, bark. And she said, bark, 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 bark. That's what I got. One is the Suspiria boner. The other is the Inferno boner. <laughs> which, anyway. Which one is crying? <laughs>
<laughs> Boner of tears. <laughs> Hello, this is the Doomed Show. Is available on Hello Doomed Show. Automatic.com and doomedmoviethon.com. Hello, hello, this is the Doom Show. Richard, Brad, Jeffrey, Nava. It's the Doom Show. Hello, hello, this is the Doom Show. Slashes, G.I. Low and Horror. It's the I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. Most effective, Your Majesty. Will you destroy this Earth? Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in wool rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail, Hail Ming. Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the visual screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Hemming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Hemming. Breaking two? Electric Boogaloo? Samurai Cop? Army of Darkness? Flash Dance? <laughs> <laughs> we might destroy the planet if it's Flash Dance. Mmm, great coffee. Mmm. Who's that strange, somber man on the cover of that book you're reading? Oh, that's H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, I've heard of him, but I never really got into his stuff. It's kind of strange and hard to read. No, I used to think that, too. But that all changed when I started listening to the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast. What's that? The H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast is a weekly podcast. Tell me more. Well, these two really smart and hilarious guys give a synopsis of the story, then they talk about its background, the critical views, and what it says about the author. Well, where can I listen? Well, let me tell you, Chris. You can go to hppodcraft.com or, heck, just subscribe through iTunes. It's that easy. Oh, Chad, I'm so excited. Now I can listen to this podcast and pretend to all my snooty friends that I actually read and understand H.P. Lovecraft. Hey, that's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. HPPodcraft.com Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts is a weekly podcast that discusses grindhouse and exploitation cinema. Your three hosts, Mike. It's a quick. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Not racist at all. Mark. If you bend over and you have what is essentially a pubic cottontail coming out of the crack of your ass, you need to do some goddamn grooming. And listener favorite, Iris. I do not have sex with that horse. <laughs> <laughs> will make you question your own political correctness while laughing at theirs. Episodes drop every Sunday and can be found by searching BB and BC Podcasts via Lipson, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iHeartRadio. You can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at badassesboobsandbodycounts.com. Looking for something different in your podcast library? Then why not check out the podcast Under the Stairs? I'm the host Duncan McLeish and joining me each week will be a special guest as we examine some classic old school horror favourites as well as some modern classics. That's not to say that we don't tackle some of the, let's say, more questionable entries into the horror genre. 
And if all that wasn't enough, we have a subset of shows called Baz V Horror, where our horror novice, The Baz, tackles horror in all shapes and forms to see who will come out victorious. So what are you waiting for? The show can be found at podcastunderthestairs.wordpress.com and on Stitcher and iTunes. The Podcast Under The Stairs is a proud member of Legion Podcast Network. This is Duncan McLeish from Under The Stairs, signing off. Okay, we're back for the second half of the show now. We're going to get into two pieces of music here. First off, we're going to look at opening theme, Carter Takes a Train from Git Carter from 1971. Of course, the Michael Caine vehicle, one of his most famous roles is a ruthless enforcer for the mob who goes looking for the people who he suspects did in his brother back home. Uh, This was done by Roy Budd, who was a British jazz pianist, and... He unfortunately died very early in life, age 46, uh, I believe from a brain hemorrhage in 1993, but he did leave quite a massive amount of scores in his career. Uh, Some of the stuff I'm familiar with include The Stone Killer, which is a Charles Bronson vehicle from the early 70s, him as a detective, and The Wild Geese and The Sea Wolves from 1980. I think he also did The Wild Geese... Part 2, which I don't know if I'm too interested in seeing. But yeah, so after that we're going to move on to the main titles from Breakout from 1975 done by Jerry Goldsmith. Do I need to tell anyone who Jerry Goldsmith is? Um, I don't want to put on any pretense here that I'm incredibly knowledgeable in all the backgrounds of these people. I do a little bit of pre-functionary kind of skimming through their biographies here and there, and if I see something interesting, I'll bring it up. But I don't want to put on airs here that I'm some sort of super expert on soundtracks and scores and the people who do them. This is a very much an exploration for me as well, in, in many cases. But Jerry Goldsmith, I'll just, for instance, I'll just give you a good example here. I just copied and pasted right from Wikipedia some of the stuff that he's uh, known for, including the Sand Pebbles, Logan's Run... Planet of the Apes, Patton, Chinatown, The Wind and the Lion, The Omen, The Boys from Brazil, Capricorn One, Alien, Poltergeist, Gremlins, Hoosiers, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Rudy, Air Force One, L.A. Confidential, Mulan, The Mummy, three Rambo films, Explorers, and five of the Star Trek films. And that's just to name basically a small fraction of the work he did.
Okay, we're going to wind down the show now. Hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of Blood on the Tracks. We're going to be going out with three selections from the soundtrack to perhaps what is my favorite film of all time. We're talking about 1977's Sorcerer, directed by William Friedkin, starring Roy Schreider. This film was a total box office bomb, and it crippled Friedkin's career, but don't let that fool you. It's actually... One of the best films ever made. It's a remake of Wages of Fear, and I think it's far superior to the original. Unfortunately, it just came out at the same time as that little film called Star Wars, and kind of that film kind of crippled a lot of people <laughs> that year. The soundtrack for this was done by Tangerine Dream. They are a long-lasting collective of German musicians who generally deal within the uh, sort of electronica genre. They were founded by Edgar Froza, and this is their ninth overall album and the first soundtrack album they did. 
there's just been a long list of people in this band, actually, and the amount of albums they've put out is just beyond keeping track of. They've done some notable soundtracks, especially in the 1980s, for films like Thief, Legend, The Keep, and Near Dark. Uh, Frozen himself died in 2015, but the band still goes on. This is from what is probably considered the most stable and classic lineup of the band. You've got Edgar Froza, you've got Peter Bauman, and Christopher Franke. I think I'm pronouncing those names correctly. Who knows? Germans. Whatever. Anyway, the three selections from the soundtrack, which is a impressively isolating, sparse, terrifying electronica score that just totally speaks to the isolation and the existential terror that the protagonists feel. They're all sort of criminals on the lam who find themselves in this rat hole country in South America that's exploited by a big oil company. And their only way to escape, to make enough money to escape, is to drive trucks full of nitroglycerin across a jungle landscape and hope that it doesn't fucking blow up on them and kill them. The three tracks are going to be Search, Rainforest, and Betrayal, which is the sorcerer theme. And we're going to go with that. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Next episode, we're going to be looking at Blaxploitation. So look forward to that. We'll see you guys next month. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Blood on the Tracks. For other episodes of this program, as well as episodes of our main podcast, They Must Be Destroyed on Sight, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.